Are you living your life with purpose and direction? Do you have a clear sense of where you're going and what things you would like to do or achieve? Are you doing the things that you love? If you answer yes to these questions, then you are most certainly living by your values. Wait, what was that? You didn't answer yes to all these questions? Are you sure? Hmm, then, you, then you're probably not living by all your values. Maybe you aren't even clear about what your values are, or maybe you are super clear about your values, but for some reason, what is actually showing up in your life is completely different. So what are values anyway? Values are standards or ideals that we have about life, about the way we should behave, and about what is most important to us. They, resent, uh, they represent our highest tendencies and they embody all that we believe to be worthwhile. So the question remains, are you going with the flow of your values or are you going against them? If we consider that our values need to embody everything that's important to us, then most likely we feel like we're doing pretty well, aren't we? And this means that we're actually closer, actually leading that fulfilling and meaningful life, right? That's what we're all looking for. But however, if our lives are out of sync with that value, then we're going to feel like we're struggling and floundering in life and we can't make it through the day. Did you know that the same is true actually in businesses and churches? That those that compromise their values or don't have any tend to flounder and they make bad decisions or, com or compromise actually their moral standards. Did you know that us as a church actually, we have a set of value for our staff and our leaders and our church itself, people that attend here. We're actually going to talk about those values the next couple weeks. See, when we encounter those lucky people, though, somehow in our lives we, that have managed to follow their dreams, we look at our lives and then we feel trapped by our mediocre lives. Like nothing's, you know, we just feel boring and nothing's going right. But then as we struggle to uh, make a living and provide for our families in a competitive society, we often feel we're forced to make choices that deep down inside we know aren't right, but yet we say yes anyways. And then we sacrifice our values. You see, without a clear vision, our values can get really messed up along the way as we try to react to the unpredictable situations and circumstances and challenges that life throws at us on a daily basis. But there's some really good news. See, we don't have to wish that life could be better. Life will be better when we do it with Jesus and put him first. Let's go ahead and pray. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you here. We welcome you in this room. I welcome you in this message. Speak through me today. And I pray for open hearts, open minds. Um, and I pray, Holy Spirit, that you challenge us today with what our values are and where we place you in those values. In Jesus' name, amen. So we get to start a brand new series this week that we're calling Common Sense. Our goal of this series actually is to crystallize the vision of moving people in our church that call our church home along a path of values of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, not just 
somebody that believes in him, but somebody that follows him as a disciple and actually understands their destiny and their fullness in him. You know, anybody can say that they believe in Jesus. And, you know, but we know that in our world, actions speak louder than words. And as a staff, we've actually really felt like the Holy Spirit was drawing us and challenging us to, to, to talk to people about how we need to reset our values and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. So each week, we're going to walk through the basic discipleship principles that as followers, we should be doing. And it's a life that is also partnered with Jesus. So this week's value is a door. And the first thing that we want someone to do on their journey is to worship Jesus. Because all forms of discipleship have to start with a person who adores the king. So what are your values? What do you find yourself placing a value in or over? Is spending time with your family a value? You know, is your career in making money, you know, so that you can live that best life a value of yours? Is it high? Is living a healthy lifestyle and being the best version of you a priority? What about faith? What about attending a small group or going to church on a weekly basis? See, this week as I was preparing for this message, I, I Googled what people value most in life. There is a lot of stuff out there, guys. And I found a, a picture along with an article about how your values actually help you live a fulfilling life. And so that uh, picture is going to pop up here, and I want to talk through what, you, what we see. And as I looked at this picture, I would say that it's probably pretty accurate for most people in our world. You know, people value family and health and career, friends, love, wealth, wisdom. Like, that seems, that seems pretty normal, right? But then I noticed that there was something missing in this graphic. Do you guys see it? If you don't see it, look a little bit harder and you might notice it. It's faith. Faith is what's missing as a people and a value in people's lives. See, people will choose family, health, careers, friends, love, wealth, and wisdom over faith. It happens every day. And I've seen it happen in my own journey, in my own life. You know, when Adam and I first, uh, when we were in our first ministry and we, we, there were some things that happened, I was actually really hurt by the church. And my faith was challenged. And I thought, okay, well, we're leaving this ministry. What a great opportunity for me not to go to church and take a step back. You know, because that value was no longer there in my life because of hurt. You know, I've also seen this in a past, as a pastor in a church for over the last 22 years. We're all going to make choices based on what we value the most. So today... As you can probably guess, I'm going to challenge us to take a hard look at our personal values and what those values are actually showing people in our worlds. Because people are watching us. When you profess Jesus as your Savior, people watch what you're doing. They want to see why it's so important to you. And so they're asking what it means to actually be a disciple of Jesus. They're watching your behaviors. The definition of a disciple in Webster's Dictionary is this one. One who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrines of another. That's okay, but that's not what we really want to talk about as a disciple of Jesus. But I want to look at the uh, definition of a disciple 
from actually Matthew verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 19. And it's this. Someone who was following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, and is committed to the mission of Jesus. Did you know that there's actually a big difference between saying with our mouths that we believe in Jesus and actually being a disciple of Jesus? I'm going to look at Matthew uh, chapter 4, since we already read one verse, but we're going to dig into Matthew chapter 4 today, verse 18 through 22. So if you have a Bible close, grab it. And I want, I want you to see what happens when Jesus calls his first disciples. Verse 18. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simeon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water. For they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And then they left their nets at once and followed him. A little further, uh, farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called to them, you come too. And they immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Okay, I want to give you a little bit of context here because I, I found this was really interesting as I read this. You know, first, Jesus, in the, in the very first part of the chapter of Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 4, Jesus ministry he's literally has just begun he's just leaving the desert after being tempted by satan and so he's coming out of the desert and then you know and my guess is, is not many people really know who jesus is he's been in a desert for 40 days you know not many people know him and here's this guy he's walking around and he's talking to people and he starts to teach and so as he's preaching and teaching he's telling people in verse 17 further down it says repent of your sins and turn to god for the kingdom of heaven is near. And then as he walks down the shore, he sees these men fishing, and he tells these men that he doesn't know to follow him, and then they do. See, they stopped what they're doing, and they went. No questions asked, they just dropped it, and they went. So why is this so significant? Well, because the men had no context for who Jesus was. They had no idea, or his ministry. All they knew was that he was a rabbi that had been teaching people in their communities. But yet they found value in what he was saying and doing, and they left their own values to follow him. How many of us would actually be willing to do what the disciples did? See, the first thing we want someone to do in their journey is to worship Jesus. We want you to fall so deeply in love with him that your personal values shift and change, that you would leave everything behind to follow him. We want you to adore the person of Jesus, because when we begin to adore Jesus for the person that he is and what he's done in our lives through the, the death and resurrection, we will want to leave everything to adore him and develop a value for consistently worshiping him. Guys, consistency is really hard. And consistency is a sacrifice. But consistency is what takes something you do one day and turns it into a lifestyle. I read this quote last week that said, the more you choose to not go to church, the more you learn not to miss it. That's super powerful. See, consistency is actually a learned behavior. I want you to think about it this way. When you teach a child how to tie their shoe, you have to be consistent in how you teach them to tie that shoe so that it becomes a learned behavior. It becomes a lifestyle. So if consistency becomes a lifestyle, then it's also going to become a value. 
So when you are consistent in worshiping Jesus, it will become a value that becomes a lifestyle. I want you to listen to what Acts 2, uh, verse 46 says. Daily they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. Daily the believers met together. Daily. Not once a month. Not every six months. Not once a year. And not when it was convenient for their schedules. Daily. They met daily. Why? Because they had a value for worshiping Jesus together. And because of their value, this is what verse 47 says. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily to those who were coming to life. What would our church family look like if we had a value for consistent worship like the early church? I imagine that the Father would do the same thing with our church that he did with the, the people in the book of Acts. Yes, joining together weekly for an hour takes time. It does. It takes time. You have to think about, oh yeah, church Sunday. I've got an hour of my time. I can do that. But guess what? We don't do that. We choose all the other things that are an hour instead of actually coming to church. Did you know that you choose things every day for an hour? But church is one of those things that people choose not to go to because it's an hour. Think about that for a second. We do this all, with all the time with all the other things in our lives and on a daily basis. Yet we don't stop from we don't stop doing them, even though it's going to take an hour. In fact, a lot of times we give up other values in our lives just to make sure that we can say yes to something else. I want you to hear me say this though. I'm not talking about the every once in a while circumstances that keep you from joining us in consistent personal and corporate worship. I mean, I was sick a couple of Sundays ago and I had to stay home. That was an extreme circumstance. And we understand that extreme circumstances happen. Emergency situations happen. But what I'm talking about is choosing other things over values of your values, over consistent and personal corporate worship. So what are you giving your yes to? You know, a disciple engages Jesus in personal and corporate worship. Let me give you an example from my own life. I give up an extra hour and a half of sleep five days a week. That is a high value for me to live a healthy lifestyle. Also, sleep is a huge value of mine. I love to sleep. It's the earlier to bed, the better. The longer I can sleep in, the better. But I choose to make that hour and a half early commitment in the morning to get up because I want that value in my life. I want that healthy lifestyle. But I also know that that consistency is where changes are made. And that consistent choices become a lifestyle. See, we want changes to happen overnight. But changes don't happen overnight. You have to be consistent in that choice that you make. And you have to make the choice every day. See, it's the same way in my relationship with Jesus. When I consistently meet with Jesus through reading my Bible, listening to worship music, and going to small group every week, and then coming to church, which, by the way, I did before I was a full-time pastor. This was a value that I held in my life long before I was in full-time vocational ministry. Even though now it's my, my occupation. 
I know that I'm going to be changed in those consistent moments with Jesus. You see, my values change to his values for my life when I meet with him consistently. And I find value in him instead of what the world tells me my value should be in. I become valuable. My value is now in him, and I become valuable. And that is when I can change the world around me, when I place my value in him. You know, I know that consistent worship of him and with a, life, with a lifestyle is worth pursuing. And when I adore him, when I worship him, I know that the world around me is going to change because I am changed. Listen to Revelation chapter 4, verse 8. Each of the four living creatures, they worshiped without ceasing day and night, singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the was, the is, and the coming. And whenever the living creatures gave glory, honor, and thanks to the one who is enthroned and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fell face down before the one seated on their throne, and they worshiped the one who lives forever and ever. And they surrounded or surrendered their crowns before the throne, singing, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and for your pleasure they were created and exist. Guys, worship is a lifestyle. Disciples who worship uh, Jesus change the world around them. And the believers in the book of Acts were true disciples that were changing their towns, that were changing their neighborhoods, that were changing the world. The church grew every day in number because they chose to worship consistently together. Consistent worship of Jesus personally, when no one is looking and corporately, will change us. It will change our worlds. It will change our towns. It will change our neighborhoods. Most people, though, won't do in private what they won't do in public. So if you're not worshiping Jesus privately, you're probably not going to worship him corporately. And you know what? If you can't commit to one hour of worshiping with others once a week, how are you going to live a lifestyle of worship? Because when worship becomes a value in our lives, it will change our towns. It's going to change our neighborhoods. It's going to change the world around us. This is how we engage Jesus with our cities, guys. You know, I'm sure that the church had some inconveniences too. I'm sure that the early church had some really big inconveniences because life, life happens. And they, they, they faced those things and they still met daily. And those inconveniences did not stop, for the, stop their worship for Jesus. Life did not stop for them. And life still went on. Life should not stop us because life's still going to go on. You guys, I want you to hear this. This is actually a true statement. I am preaching this weekend and I am hosting at our house with my family, my husband, a family party for our twins' eighth birthday. I'm cooking when I get home. I'm going to do all of the things to celebrate them turning eight. But here's the difference. My life did not get put on hold. My worship of Jesus did not get put on hold because I had a family birthday party this afternoon. Preach. My life did not get put on hold of worshiping Jesus because something else came up. 
You know what we do? We just invite our family to come worship with us. Invite your family, invite your friends, bring them along, and then go celebrate after. See, but if we value our life more than a life of disciple, remember the life of a disciple is someone who is following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, and committed to the mission of Jesus, then we're merely believers who say we believe in Jesus and actually aren't disciples. So, what are our next steps? The first one is, is I want us to decide what value is holding your attention. What are you giving your yeses to? Are you captivated so much by the love of the Father that you're willing to give up everything like the disciples did to follow him? Are you, or are you captivated by your own set of values? Two, I want us to take steps to be consistent in our personal and corporate worship. If you are a once a month attender, I would love for you to come maybe twice, three times a month and see what changes in your life. When you, when you say, I'm going to commit to corporate worship. I'm going to commit to going to small group. I'm going to commit to reading my Bible every day, whatever it is. Because consistent worship of Jesus personally and corporately will change us. And then it becomes a value in our life that's going to change our towns and our neighborhoods and our world. Because that's consistent. We, we do something consistently. Third, lastly, I want you to ask yourself this question. Are you a believer or are you a disciple? Are you a believer who says, I believe in Jesus? Or are you a disciple who's actually following him and living out his mission? Because if you are a disciple, then you're actually being changed by Jesus and you're committed to the mission of Jesus. That's what a disciple is. And you are a disciple who adores him and you want to meet with him personally and with other believers because that's how we change our worlds. I'm going to go ahead and pray. And, um, you know, if you will not pray for this, if guys, this is a challenging message. And it's going to, it's going to hit some deep roots, I think, in some people's lives. But we want you to hear that Jesus has called us to be more than just believers in him. He's calling us to passionately follow, follow after him because he wants his world changed. And you're the source to do that. You're his here on earth. Okay, I'm going to pray. If you want prayer, please reach out in the chat. Jesus, we thank you so much for this challenge. We thank you so much that we get the chance to adore you in private and with other believers on a daily basis. God, we are so excited that you have called us to more in our lives than just to say that we believe in you. But God, that you have called us to a lifestyle, a lifestyle of saying yes. And that we get to put our value in you. And through that, we're changed. And I just pray for all the ears and the hearts that heard this message today. God, work through us, change us. Help us see where we can make the changes in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.